Hi there. This is the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen. I'm happy that you joined me today. I really do appreciate you tuning in to me. Today's episode is titled The Big Butt. (laughs) We'll get into a little bit more of that later. Okay, a whole lot of that. But anyhow, I would like to share with you that you can check out accessmore.com anytime you want, just preferably after you listen to this podcast episode. Access More has all kinds of amazing faith leaders out there. Podcasts, I mean, podcasts galore that you can listen to, like Bob Goff, Torn Wells, Lisa Harper, Christine Kane, and a whole bunch more. Uh, I've been out there, loved it, and I think you will too. So if you are looking for faith-based podcasts in a safe space where you can go and check them out, Access More is the place to go. And uh, they don't just have podcasts on faith and religion and education, but they also have entertainment. I think you'll enjoy it. Go to accessmore.com. All right. Today's episode, again, is titled The Big Butt. Okay. First of all, I have some pod quotes for you. Ready? Pod quote number one. Anonymous. These are both anonymous, but I think they're good. All right. Here we go. When we have nothing left but God, we discover that God is enough. Now, I love that quote. I'll say it again. When we have nothing left but God, we discover that God is enough. And again, I love the quote, but I pray, I pray it often that uh, people don't lose everything in order to discover that God is actually enough. That's a hard, hard way to learn a lesson. All right. So here's another pod quote for you. What you're going through right now may be too hard for you, but it's not too difficult for God. Sometimes that's hard to believe, but it is very true. All right. So in our family, we have these sayings, kind of code language, if you will. So the kids wouldn't say things that are inappropriate in public or just kind of embarrassing or gross people out. (laughs) For instance, the word constipation. All right, our son, who is on the autism spectrum, would get obsessed with words and, frankly, like a lot of other kids would, uh, not just um, repeat them, but repeat them over and over and over again when he was younger. So one year, his favorite word uh, had to do with going potty. Okay, his favorite words, because he had more than one, let's be frank. I can't tell you the number of times that we heard him say the word constipation in a month. And then the word diarrhea, that was also his favorite. Um, After a while, he thought it was funny, but at first he was just kind of obsessed with those words. It's funny now, but it was really frustrating back then, especially when we got complaints from the school that he was saying diarrhea, diarrhea, diarrhea all the time. (laughs) Of course, homeschooling when he got older um, helped with all of that problem. But we decided... uh, that we would have to somehow uh, abbreviate or make code words instead or change some of the words. Uh, like he, he got on saying, um, uh, but or buttocks. He loved the word buttocks. I think the way it sounded, buttocks, he loved that word. So we had to teach him how to say bottom, 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 because the school was not appreciating it. It, it really was funny, but at the same time, I can understand because then it gets all the other kids going, right? Um, So then constipation and diarrhea, of course, those were the words that we had to have code words instead. So in our family, we call constipation the big C and diarrhea is 
you guessed it, the big D. So it's been that way for over 20 years and we still haven't moved beyond those code words. It was extremely helpful when they were teens. Uh, also because what teen wants to discuss their bowel habits with their parents, right? So if one of them didn't feel well, you know, especially my son, if I asked him if he had an upset stomach or if, if he was having <clears throat> bathroom problems, he'd say, oh, mama, ew, I don't want to talk about that with you. Well, guess what, kiddo? Neither did I, but sometimes it's necessary. So it was much easier for him to talk about the big C and the big D than other details, because then he knew what we meant. Um, and so we, we had the big C, we had the big D, and we didn't say the word fart either, okay? Because frankly, I hate that word. I'd rather hear the other F word than that word. <laughs> Sorry, but true. Don't ask me why. Maybe it was too much boyish brotherly gas humor growing up. I, I'm not sure. Uh, but we, we used to call it passing gas. Um, but we changed it. My husband actually changed it to the old root toot toot <laughs> So it was funny to the kids when they were little. It still cracks me up, quite honestly. <laughs> and to this day, no, my kids use that expression. It puts a whole different spin on life when your kid hollers, mama, daddy's in here rooted tooting versus other words that they could say. So those are some of the things that we did in our family, you know, code words, kind of doing things a little bit differently. One time I was speaking at a retreat and I, I casually said something when I was up speaking about my son having the big C and I made a joke about it not thinking that perhaps these ladies didn't know what the big C was. Uh, and and they were turning, whispering to each other, murmuring. And, and I finally stopped, stopped and asked if everything was okay. And one lady in the front said, you're so casual about cancer. I had no idea what the heck she was talking about. And I said, cancer? Who said, who has cancer? And she said, you said your son had the big C, cancer. So I had to correct that which everyone laughed about, but they panicked for a moment there that I was just laughing that my son had cancer. No, no, no. He had constipation. Um, so something I've heard a lot recently, um, is kind of like that. Um, it's a shortened version of things and, uh, I'm sure it's been a saying on and off over time for a long time. And the saying is, but God, but God, that's it. But but God. And for a long time, I was like, but God, what? But, but God, what is that short? Is that like the big D and the big C? This is what came to my mind. And it, it, it's a, it's a shortened version of something. It's a code for something as if every Christian should automatically know what, but God means, or someone who's not a Christian, just hear someone, when someone's going through something difficult, they say, mm, but God, okay. If you're not a Christian, what the heck? does that mean? And even if you are, you might not know what that means, but God, that it, so this is why I'm calling this episode, the big, but, <laughs> but God, what in the world does, but God mean? I honestly heard it so many times, but never really pondered it until recently. For some reason, it hit me in a certain way, like, Oh, okay, wait a minute, ding, ding, ding. I'm actually embracing the full meaning of it. I'm not glossing over it. And I actually do care what it means. So of course, I did a little research. You knew I would. You're welcome. <laughs> I found this great blog by someone named John, John, not John, 
I'm sorry, Jen, Jen, J-E-N, Jen Oshman, who had this to say about, but God, but is my favorite word in the Bible. Throughout scripture, we see, but God or but Christ or but when something was lost, but now it's found someone was dead, but now is alive. A person was blind, but now they can see there was no way, but God made a way. The word but in scripture often introduces the message of the gracious and compassionate intervention of God. This simple term captures the nature of our God. He redeems, resurrects, and makes all things new. All seems lost, and then we hear, but God. He intervenes. He saves. I love that. Okay, that's what she, that's from what she wrote in her blog. I love that. Her favorite word in the Bible is but. It's no small word in the Bible. I mean, really, it's, I don't even know how many times it's in the Bible. I did not research that. If someone researches it, put it in the comments or email it and let me know. Um, but that's why I started calling it the big but. Because it's no small word. It is the big but. Doesn't matter what size your Bible is, it still has a big but. <laughs> Okay, that just was bad, but it cracked me up. I couldn't resist. All right. So, but do you have a bigger butt? That's my question. When something amazing happens and you see plainly, clearly that God has intervened and were it not for him putting the butt in the equation, um, then things would have been worse. Do you have a bigger butt? For example, our electricity was getting turned off, but God put someone here who gave us money. Or maybe the scenario is, my diagnosis was serious, but I was healed. Or my relationship was failing, but God brought us back together and changed us. And yet, you stick your bigger butt into the mix, right? Our electricity was getting turned off, but God put someone here who gave us money for it. But, the bigger butt, I don't think we should accept it because I'm embarrassed that we need help. You just put your bigger butt in the middle of God's big butt. <laughs> okay, I don't know what other way to say it. All right, or my diagnosis was serious, but I was healed. But really, I think the hospital just messed up and I was fine all along. Or my relationship was failing, but God brought us back together. But I don't think anyone can change him enough for me to stay with him. Oh, did you just put your bigger butt and try to make your butt bigger than God's? You see... And as amazing as the butts are in the Bible, we tend to stick our bigger butts and our doubts right in the middle of what God was doing and mess it all up. And we take credit away from God because we lack the faith that what we see him do, he has actually done. Oh no, it, it was coincidence. Oh no, it won't last. Oh, but, but sometimes that's just what happens in life. Oh, but I don't want what God has for me. Yeah, that happens too, doesn't it? We don't like or agree with how God is doing things in our lives, so we deny that he is actually doing them in our lives. Because we wanted what we wanted, when we wanted it, and if we didn't th get it, then God needs to butt out of our lives. Yes, we have all had that attitude one time or another, I think. I don't know. Maybe you haven't. Um, if you haven't, terrific for you. Keep it up, seriously. But if you're like me, and sometimes you have doubts and fears and weariness that causes you to insert your big butt into the praise that you owe God for him having the big butt in the Bible. 
then you need to take a deep breath and step back and dig further into the examples of the big butt in the Bible. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you some examples of the big butt. Ready? Yeah, ready or not, here they come. Okay, some big butts headed your way. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I know you got to be laughing. All right, so, but Ephesians 2, 1 through 6 says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, and were once by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up us, and he raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Okay, there's a big button there, right? Romans 5, 7 through 8 says, For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. But God. John three sixteen says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. But God. You see, the word but, B-U-T, literally means except, E-X-C-E-P-T, except apart from other than. And it's used to indicate the impossibility of anything other than what has been stated. For example, the phrase, one cannot help but sympathize. That's what but means, apart from, other than. So in my own life, I can see so many buts, specifically the big but, but God, all right? My marriage had failed, but... God opened our eyes and our hearts to what he had for us. And we have now been married for 20 years, happier than we've ever been. And with more faith, respect, and love than ever. But God, that was God, not us. Let me tell you what, we were way too stubborn and hard-headed. That was God. Okay, here's another, but God in my life. I have a disorder that puts most people in the grave by the time they're 50 years old. But God, but God sustained me, but God apparently has other plans for me, but God is greater than the disorder is, but God is still working on me and has a purpose for me here. But God. Okay, here's another one. I had a friend whose heart condition caused her to have to have open heart surgery. A year later, the wire that they used to wire her rib cage and her sternum back together became undone and was literally floating in her chest and it was rubbing up against her heart. Uh, I saw the x-rays and the MRI myself because I took her to the doctor. They scheduled her surgery to have this uh, surgery again so they could go in and try to fetch the wire, take it out, put a new wire in and wire her sternum back together. A very dangerous and scary surgery. I took her to the hospital for pre-op. They did the live x-ray and ultrasound while um, they were in the OR, you know, so that the doctor could be precise and see what was going on and where his tools were going and all that kind of stuff. But when they viewed the x-ray in the OR, the wire was completely back where it was supposed to be. The sternum was wired together and the wire was not bent out of shape. Her heart was fine. I honestly, I don't think I would have believed it if I hadn't seen been there the, for the before and the during and the after. And she's still alive today. She would have died, but God. 
the many prayers and the, and the, and, and there she was, she was covered in prayer, serious surgery, ready to ensue and possible death. But God made a miracle happen. Okay. My friend, I had a friend in college who tried to take his own life years ago when we were in college because his mother was in drug rehab yet again. His father had died and he had no money to finish college. So he was sad, afraid, and hiding a lot of things from other people. Didn't, didn't share what he was going through, all of it. And, and, and he was fighting serious anxiety. He was going to literally jump off a building. But God put someone else on the building that day. Another person who was wanting to commit suicide and jump off the building. She saw him and she was able to be out of her own mind enough, like get out of herself enough, beyond her own issues to see him and felt compelled to talk to him and she talked him out of jumping in fact they talked each other out of dying that day they both could have been gone from this earth that very day but God guided them to the right place at the right time they ended up getting married they had one idea for their own lives which was to end it but God had another you see the big butts in life. Those are the things that cue up the soundtrack playing over our lives that, that let us know something amazing is happening, that you're right in the middle of it. You know, the music that starts to swell with emotion and joyful sounds and heightens in a, in like this crescendo that makes us cry or feel like that, like we want to clap in a movie that that's what we, if we'd open our eyes and our ears, that's the sound of the big butt. But, but not just in the big miraculous moments in life, because also in the small, tiny, frustrating things, there is a but. For example, knowing you need fuel in your car and realizing as you're driving to an appointment that you forgot to fuel up. Not that I've ever done that. Um, let's say you're running on empty, but God gets you to where you need to go because you're praying, oh God, please help me not to run out of gas. Please help me not to run out of gas. And you get to the gas station in time to fuel up. Just basically sucking on fumes um, because you know you, it couldn't possibly get you to the gas station, but it does. So you almost ran out of gas, but God, you're tired, you're exasperated and sticker shock as you navigate the grocery store and the line in front of you, which has 10 people deep and you're exhausted, but someone feels prompted to let you slide in line ahead of them. They paid attention to what God was prompting them to do. So, but God, you're having a rough day, feeling sad. You don't know why. You just know you are. And then what? But then someone sends you a text that inspires you and turns your attitude around. But God. Or if like me, you're plugging along with your day. You're trying to get things done. So you reach into your basket of clean clothes quickly to grab a cloth and dust. Halfway done with the house, you look at the rag and realize it's not a rag or a washcloth. It's a pair of panties. But instead of getting disgusted, you feel something wash over you and you're able to laugh it off. You could have broken down because that was just one more straw on the camel's back that day. And one more thing that made you feel stupid. But God had a gift of laughter for you. Okay, but God, the big but. So I hope and pray today that whatever your situation is, whatever your mood, that you realize that you are in control of one thing and one thing only. And that's how you respond to life, how you respond to God and his big butts. And I do believe that if, 
If you remember that there is a big but, you'll do just fine. If you remember that if you're having a big C and a big D and a stinking rooted toot toot kind of a day, that you can always actually hold on and wait because all of that will pass, pun intended, all of that will pass because the big butt is heading your way at some point. That's how faithful God is. And I just don't want you to forget to give him the honor and the credit and the glory and thank him for it. Uh, because it's all through the Bible, but not just all through the Bible, all through our lives. So, okay. So th- though this topic is a bit funny, it's also serious because day in and day out, We face little and big challenges. We face heartaches and mental anguish, physical breakdowns, financial issues, emotional meltdowns, confusion, miscommunication, evil coming at us. But God is here for us. He's here with us and he's fighting on our behalf. So before I close this episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast, I'd like to remind you of one of the simplest big butts of all from the Bible. Second Chronicles 2015. The battle is not ours, but God's. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast. You can go on out to my website if you want to check out more. I've got another uh, podcast that is a meditative ASMR podcast called Inspired Whispers. And you can hop on out there and see where I'm speaking, what events are going on, and check out all kinds of things at womaninspired.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.